Hey there, everybody. This is Pastor Terry. Thank you so much for stopping by the Grace for a Journey podcast. If you're a first-timer, thank you so much for being here. You could be anywhere else, but you're here. Thank you. If you're a returning person, thank you so much for coming back. We're in Matthew chapter 12, and let me remind you the context, because it's real important for what we're going to talk about today. But the Pharisees, the Bible says in verse 14, went out and conspired against Jesus and how to destroy him. Jesus had just healed on the Sabbath. He had just made a very clear point that he is all God and all man, and he even commands the Sabbath, which was really the most important thing in Judaism. The the Pharisees and the Sadducees controlled everything that went on on the Sabbath, how it worked, how it operated, even how they could make money. (laughs) Hello, right? And Jesus came along and said, hey, look, I am Lord over all of this. And he demonstrated that by healing a guy who had a crippled hand really don't know what was wrong with it. Bible says withered. So it was crippled in some way. And so the Pharisees saw this and they heard this. And then in verse 14, what they said again, they went out and conspired how to destroy him. Okay. So remember now that the Pharisees and Jesus are odds. They will, obviously that will grow and, and get worse as, as time goes by, but they're at odds for sure. So we pick up in verse 15 and the Bible says this. Now, Jesus aware of this withdrew from there and many followed him, and he healed them all. Now, again, Jesus doing miracles that matter, doing the miraculous for a purpose. Every person he healed, he got to demonstrate to them, I am all God and all man, and I've come ultimately, yeah, I healed your body today, but I've come ultimately to heal your soul from sin so you can spend an eternity with God in heaven. So every miracle mattered, and every miracle was for a purpose. Then he goes on and says this, now he ordered them not to make him known. In other words, he said to the he said to the people he healed, "Don't go out and tell people about me. Just don't do it. Let's keep it quiet. Let's not uh, make a big deal of it right now. It's just between us." Then the Bible says this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. All right, the prophet Isaiah, what a thousand years prior to this point, prophesied that when the Messiah came, this would be his disposition. This is how he would. Uh, do his ministry. He goes on and he says this. He's quoting Isaiah. Uh, Now, Matthew, just again to remind you, this is the ninth time he quoted the Old Testament. Matthew is saying to every Jewish person who wants to see the Messiah, here he is. I'm showing you from your scriptures that this Jesus is who you've been looking for. The ninth time already he's quoted the Old Testament. So here's what he says. Now, behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Okay, we got to stop right there. The Jewish elite of the day was pretty closed and pretty prejudicial. They wanted and believed only Jews, Orthodox Jews, Jews in right standing with the temple and their local synagogue were people who really were the people of God. They were really the ones who were going to be honored by God, who had received the blessings from God. And if you wanted the blessings of God, you had to become a Jew. Now, what that meant, that meant circumcision, that meant going through some rigorous educational process, and then you were integrated in, the Bible phrases grafted in, to Judaism. So Jesus comes along, and Isaiah prophesied this, thousand years earlier, maybe 1500, said, look, when my servant comes, when the Messiah comes, he is going to preach freedom even to the Gentiles. Oh man, think about it. Who is it that you don't like the most? 
I mean, think about it. I mean, I know we shouldn't say that kind of stuff, but isn't there someone you, you maybe don't like the most? And yet God may be saying to you, take the gospel to them. <laughs> How amazing. How amazing is that? That is just a phenomenal thing, and and it would grate on your last nerve, maybe. Now, I, you know, I'm a football fan, so um, I'm an Alabama fan. Please don't uh, hammer me for that. But my brother and cousin went to Auburn, and so during football season, if the Lord said, hey, you got to do something nice for an Auburn fan, I would be, oh, that's horrible. Well, the, the Jews' perspective and belief and understanding of the Gentiles was just so jaded and twisted that this was horrible. But Isaiah, one of their own prophets said, when my Redeemer comes, when I send my servant to earth, they will preach freedom even to the Gentiles. Even the people you don't like the most get to come to heaven. <laughs> then, the, then Isaiah goes on and Matthew's quoting him, he says this, he will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. In other words, you say, this guy's going to come in a very controlled, polite posture, who's not going to stand on the street corner and make a big noise. If you remember, and we talked about this some weeks ago, the Pharisees, when they would pray, they would go into the street and cry aloud and scream aloud so everyone know that they were praying. But not Jesus. He didn't do that. He was contrast the, the, the Pharisees to Jesus and it's profound. And that's the point Isaiah was trying to bring out. Now, he goes on, he says this, a bruised reed, he will not break, and a smoldering wick, he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. And in his name, the Gentiles will hope. Now, what he means by that is very simple. He is not going to draw attention to himself. He's not going to be combative. He's not going to fight, yell, and scream. He's going to preach the truth, and that truth is going to result in victory for everyone on the globe who believes in him. Listen, believe in him today. Trust Jesus today, and you will find unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much, and we thank you. And now, Lord, be with us as we go throughout the rest of our day. Wherever we may be on this beautiful earth, use us to advance the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.